You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good day and welcome to Libertarian Politics and Policy. I am your host, Reinhold, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and what she had to say about libertarianism in a recent interview. I know that this probably uh, doesn't surprise anybody, but uh, AOC doesn't seem to understand libertarianism uh, in the fact that she stated in her interview that libertarians did not believe in immigration. Now, this seems a little weird, considering that if you go and look at the libertarian platform, not just the current one, but just about every single one that's ever existed, it has been designed to be more open borders than anything that the Democrats have ever thought of suggesting. In fact, we've been more pro-immigration than the own party that she belongs to. And I want to get into a little bit of some of the details on that. So at first I'm going to assume um, that she's got this misinformation from a place of ignorance and is not purposely and willfully misrepresenting libertarian positions in order to keep control of Democrats who are becoming increasingly more distrustful of the direction the party that they belong to is taking. You know, I, I'm going to try and, and just make that assumption that she just isn't well informed, right? And this isn't a new phenomenon with the Democratic Party. The Slate magazine, for example, puts out a weekly anti-libertarian screed, um, that, that basically is just a big straw man of inventing what they imagine libertarianism, libertarianism is. And then railing against that straw man that they've erected. And this is similar to what she's doing here. In addition, 2016, Hillary Clinton actually spent $55 million countering the, the presidential campaign of Gary Johnson because she was afraid that, liber that Democrats would go to support libertarians instead of her because she was such a terrible candidate. Um, and it kind of backfired on her because Libertarians don't like being treated like that. So why would they vote for the candidate who's act actively treating them that way? It, it doesn't make any sense. If anything, she pushed more libertarians to vote against her and vote for Donald Trump, which may have been the enough of the number to put him into office. So kind of backfires there. Um, so I don't understand why they do this. But I understand what they're thinking when they do. It just, you would think that they would have figured out by now that 33% of Democrats are going to go, 33% of the population are going to vote Democrats. And 33% are going to vote Republican, no matter what. There's nothing you can do. They're going to sway those people. It's the other third of the country that really decides who wins elections. And 
you would think that those two parties would try to court some of the ideas and thoughts and processes that uh, the programs that those people want to see. And libertarians are a big part of that. Um, we may not get a lot of people voting libertarian, but there are a lot of people who are libertarian-minded in the country. And in fact, it's generally thought to be a pretty straightforward third-third split, you know, third-third-third split. So it, it seems kind of odd to me that that's the direction that they want to go. But again, let's assume that she's just doesn't understand libertarianism and doesn't understand what the party has, has stood for for 40 years and go over some details that she may not find comfortable uh, once they're looked into. So let's look at immigration first, because that's what she brought up. The, the libertarians are against immigration, right? So since pretty much the first day, the Libertarian Party was performed. It's been pretty much pro-immigration. Now, the first couple of platforms didn't call out immigration specifically, um, like in the 72, 74, 76, 78. Those four platforms didn't actually say, here's our stance on, liber on immigration. But it was pretty well understood what we were fighting for, the individual rights of all people. So... Um, it makes sense that we wouldn't be supporting violating their due process rights or the private property rights of citizens in order to enact policies that were anti-immigration. But you start getting into 1980, 1982, 1984, then you start getting actual pro-immigration planks, right? So from if you look at the 1988 platform, for example, it's one of the most damning uh, statements against anti-immigration that any political party I've ever seen has done, right? Um, and you can read that. Uh, I'll put the the link in the show in the notes here, but you can you can see from that uh, platform that we're calling for uh, the elimination of all restrictions on immigration, the abolition of the Immigration and Naturalization Service, and Border Patrol. And a declaration of full amnesty for all people who have entered the country illegally. We oppose government welfare payments to non-citizens, just as we oppose government welfare payments to all persons. And because we support the right of workers to cross borders without harassment, we oppose all government-mandated temporary worker plans. Specifically, we condemn the attempts to revive the Bracero Program, a government imposition of second-class status on Mexican-born workers. We welcome all refugees to our shores and condemn the efforts of the U.S. officials to create a new Berlin Wall, which would keep them captive. We condemn the U.S. Poli government's policy of barring those refugees from our shores and preventing Americans from assisting their passage to help them escape tyranny or improve their economic prospects. Right? So, from that, AOC has now determined that libertarians are anti-immigration. Right? So, it seems kind of a, a little bit of a stretch to say, especially when you consider some interesting things. First of all, while she was in grade school, the Libertarian Party was fighting against the then-Democratic president, Bill Clinton. Now, Bill Clinton reneged on a campaign promise to allow Haitian refugees to enter the U.S. As he was campaigning against George Bush, he railed against how George Bush was a, 
against immigration, would, didn't want the Haitians coming here, was denying amnesty for people who were obviously political uh, refugees. Okay, so he promised that as soon as he was elected president, he would get into office and he would allow um, the Haitians who were trying to escape a violent coup to come to the United States. Yeah, a, a violent coup that let that was murdering fifteen hundred people, or you know, at that point, it, it was just it was a, a very terrible situation, right? Um. Only here's what happened. Once he got into office, right, he was told, hey, look, the Haitians have built a bunch of boats and they're headed their way because you said if you won, you were going to let them in. And he immediately reneged on it and said, no, we're going to continue the policy that George put in place where we are going to consider them economic refugees and not political refugees. Right. <laughs> it completely reversed what he stood for because he was presented with this situation actually running for president. Now that was the democratic party. And it wasn't the only thing that, that Clinton ever did that kind of goes against everything that supposedly modern Democrats would stand for today. I mean, he, he ruled to them more like a, a, a Republican in a lot of these areas. Um, and, and even even as part of all this, so this was spawned lawsuits. And in 1993, of course, the Supreme Court agreed that while refugees that, that that any refugees or asylum seekers who actually make it to U.S. soil could even be considered for refugee status, making the law state that you cannot apply for asylum in any other place but the physical United States. Embassies didn't count. Right. So even today, you cannot go to an embassy or a consulate of the United States, even though it's technically U.S. soil. They're not allowed to take refugee or asylum requests. Right. So this all kind of started back then with a Democrat president. And now AOC is trying to tell the Libertarian Party that they're anti-immigration. Kind of seems a little strange. Um in addition to that, let's look at some other areas. Not so. The Democratic Party has a long history of saying that they're for change and progress and uh, people's rights, but when push comes to shove, they usually are, you know, have a while to come to those those beliefs and thoughts. Uh, almost like they require political impetus to get that done, whereas. Republicans are much, much, much more uh, resistant to change, but it's not like the Democrats are embracing it, right? Uh, a great example is marriage equality. 1971, when the party was formed, we were calling for a marriage equality, right? We were calling for government to get out of the business of marriage, but we also said that if the government was involved in marriage, it had to use it had it had to enforce those laws. Equally, it couldn't pick and choose who they approved to get married and who they didn't approve to get married, right? That couldn't be based on anything that was related to uh, a person's gender or sex or race or anything like that. That was the, that was the view. I mean, they, there were people using the argument, the same arguments that were used that 
people of different races shouldn't get married at the time. And that lasted from the Democratic Party all the way up to 2012. Right? It was 2012 when the party finally changed their platform to embrace marriage equality. Bill Clinton was responsible for some of the legislation that prolonged the whole uh, homosexual couples not being able to be married uh, policies that we had in the United States. Um, Hillary Clinton was defending that as in her 2008 election campaign. She was still defending those laws. So libertarians, since, like I said, 71, have been pro Pro uh, homosexual marriage, pro gay marriage equality, all marriage equality, not just not just gay marriage, but everybody should be treated exactly the same under the law, which is kind of what we think the United States should be doing at all times. Another great example is the anti-war status that Democrats have tried to claim over the years that they were uh, the opposers of wars of aggression, but. Those are only wars that they didn't start or get involved in. When Bill Clinton was president, again, we go back to that. He, they were, the Democrats were calling for him to invade Iraq because Iraq was continuously fighting against the UN resolutions requiring them to give up their, uh, their programs, their chemical weapons programs. And even though we found out later that they actually kind of had, they purposely tried to make everybody believe that they didn't. And that's what led for uh, for over a decade of trying to fight against uh, Saddam Hussein. And a lot of people in Bill Clinton's party were pushing for him to to attack to actually invade. Uh they settled for attacks. I mean they were they bombed the missiles, they pulled the inspectors out, he did all this other stuff. But that wasn't the only thing. I mean, we were involved in Kosovo. We were involved in all kinds of situations under a democratic president that were okay. There weren't protests. There weren't anti-war protests from the left when that happened. Now, George Bush comes in and he decides to go into Afghanistan and Iraq and the protests start up again, the anti-war protest from the left. But the minute George Bush is out of office and Barack Obama's in place, they stop. Now, Barack Obama did not stop anything the day he took office. In fact, he started bombing more, he used drone strikes. He started claiming that he could target people for death and use drones to go kill them, including U.S. citizens, which he did, and everybody was okay with it on the left. Nobody complained. Nobody said a word. Um, so I, any claim that the, the Democrats have that they are anti-war was completely squashed during the Obama, uh, regime. Libertarians, on the other hand, have been calling for the end of aggressive military action since 1971. We want the United States to get out of the business of everybody else's, um, running of their country. We don't need military bases in, 90 different countries. Uh, we're just, you know, we're doing everybody's work for them on defending themselves and they need to step up to plate and do it themselves. So again, disingenuous. It's, it's like the libertarians have been saying certain things for 40 years and then suddenly 
society has caught up to it. Like we were saying, uh, we should, we shouldn't have a drug war. We shouldn't have, um, all these military conflicts. We shouldn't have, um, laws that restrict marriage equality. And we were called crazy for decades by the right and the left in the exact same way that AOC is trying to do here to try and, and misrepresent what libertarians are saying and wanting and then calling them crazy, poo-pooing it and saying, you shouldn't even listen to those people. And it, it just, it just seems kind of crazy at that point that nobody's calling her out on it. Right. The only people calling her out on it are people like me or libertarians who aren't going to get noticed, aren't going to get press. Right. And if I was maybe Justin Amash and called her out on it, I might get some press. But me on this little podcast, nope, nobody's going to care about that other than all I'm doing is trying to inform people about what libertarianism really stands for. I mean, to just to put something out there to counter the the massive attempts by arguably both sides, but in this specific case, Democrats, in trying to define libertarianism as they want it to be to make it the most absurd that they can in order for them to fight it as a bogeyman. And when people hear that and they believe it, they believe the propaganda, they're not going to go seek out and find out for themselves what it really means. And that's, I think, ultimately the real goal here. I mean, I don't, I tried at the beginning to say that I was going to give AOC the benefit of the doubt that she just didn't know this, but I'm sure she understands what Google is. I'm sure she could look up the libertarian party platform and take five minutes to read it, especially when it's highlighted as a section on immigration to read through that section and find out what it means or what they're saying. And one final thing is that, while she's Googling, it would be really cool if she would look up the name Tony Nathan, right? And, and see who that person is. Because it's a very important person in U.S. history that nobody talks about or knows about, especially in a party that's trying to uh, prop up that they had the first woman president can uh, candidate of a major party, or they had the first female uh, vice presidential candidate from a major party. And the reason they say that from a major party is because Tony Nathan was the first person, first woman who was actually a vice presidential candidate and actually received an electoral vote. 1972, running as vice presidential candidate, received a uh, electoral vote, um, first woman to do that as vice president. And if you go listen to the left talk about libertarians, you would think that we are to the right of Trump, that we are against all women, that we want to try and bring back the time when women couldn't vote and all kinds of other nonsense. This is the kind of thing you get from people who are trying to convince others that they shouldn't seek out other ideas or thoughts. And they shouldn't listen to anybody else but themselves. They should build an echo chamber that they can control. And the left and right have both done this to great effect in recent years. And it's maddening. And there's really 
it's unfortunate that there's nothing that I could do about this other than just get on here and, and get on my soapbox and explain this to people as best I can. Um, but I hold no power. I have, nobody's going to listen. Uh, but maybe if enough of us do, maybe if enough of us just say, hey, no, this isn't what we stand for. And no, this is not right that you can try to define what we stand for. Then maybe we can make a difference together as a, as a, as a movement or as a, a philosophy. Uh, I know we're really individualism. Um, we believe in individualism as a philosophy, but sometimes you got to work together and you have to hold people accountable. Um, and that's really all I can say. And I hope you, uh, got something out of this. I hope there was some information in here that maybe you, maybe you didn't know, maybe you didn't understand, or, or maybe someone could forward this on to AOC. So maybe she could hear it, uh, and, and learn that she was in her, uh, error of her ways. And all she's doing is kind of putting people off, actually supporting her. So. Uh, with that, I'm going to leave this, and if you want to look at more information on the Libertarian Party platform, you can do so uh, at lp.org. We have the platform listed there. We have old platforms listed at LPedia, and those links will be in the show notes. So thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon.